0: Welcome to Ed Talks, an audio podcast presented by Achieve Minneapolis in partnership with the Citizens League. Ed Talks is a lively series of community conversations about public education and related issues that impact our young people. Each Ed Talks features two compelling short presentations by cutting edge educators, youth advocates, students, artists, or community leaders. Ed Talks is supported by a generous grant from the Bush Foundation. This EdTalk is titled Reframing Music Education The Key to Closing Minnesota's Opportunity Gap. Our featured speaker is Sarah Zara Zanussi. Zara is founder and former executive director of Come Musication, a nonprofit that amplifies young voices in community and cultivates skills for success through equitable access to music, collaboration, and opportunity. A musician, evaluator, development practitioner, and former educator, Zara studied music, international business, and Spanish at Luther College. She was also a Systema Fellow at the New England Conservatory. She holds a Master's Degree in Comparative International Development and Education with a minor in Program Evaluation from the University of Minnesota and received a Nonprofit Management Certificate from Duke University. She is currently a Senior Consultant at Collectivity, a local cooperative that helps nonprofits maximize their impact. Zara will present research on how integrating music from the beginning of every child's development can actually rewire neurological pathways, increase student engagement and performance, and help close our education opportunity gaps. This virtual ed talk was live streamed on February 23, 2022.
1: Alabama, Alaska, Arizona, Arkansas, California, Colorado, Connecticut, Delaware, Florida, Georgia, Hawaii, Idaho, Illinois, Indiana, Iowa, Kansas, Kentucky, Louisiana, Maine, Maryland, Massachusetts, Michigan, Minnesota. Okay, don't worry, I'm not going to sing the whole thing. But if any of you remember, that is 50 Nifty from fourth grade. Good evening, my name is Sarah Zara Zanussi and today I will be talking about reframing music education, the key to closing Minnesota's opportunity gap. I wanted to start that way because it's how we store our memories in forms of song and music and today I'm going to show you why we need to reframe music education to not be optional but a mandatory part of every child's development. So let's start with some numbers. The state reading by race. Prior to the pandemic, the numbers were no higher than 59%. Since the pandemic, the numbers are now down to 52% as students who are proficient in reading. Now you'll of course note that that's just all students. You'll see that white students performed higher than that And you'll see that Latino students, black students, and indigenous students were basically half that number. These numbers are not okay. You'll see with math, it's even worse. In 2021, 44% of students scored as proficient in math, which was down from 55% in 2019. And again, you'll notice white students are higher than that all student figure. And our Latino, black, and indigenous students are even lower. The next slide shows our state, broken down by all students, white students, students on free and reduced lunch, and students of color. You'll note that those are just the state averages. It only gets worse as we look at the Twin Cities, areas where there are more students eligible for free and reduced lunch and students of color. You'll see here that for grades in math, reading proficiency was at 37% at the state level and 27% in math. These numbers aren't great. But then you look at Minneapolis, and you see these numbers are less than half, 15% for math for students of color and indigenous, and 11% for students who are eligible for free or reduced lunch. For reading, you'll see that it's just as bad. 21% for Minneapolis and 24% for students of color and indigenous students. And sadly, St. Paul is no better. Students for free and reduced lunch are 10%. And students of color, and indigenous students are 12%. And you'll note that dotted line is the state average. For reading proficiency, 20% and 23%. These numbers, we can't be okay with these numbers. To make matters even worse, most of these students are struggling at home with adverse childhood experiences, also known as ACEs, which are defined as stressful or traumatic events, including abuse and neglect. And you'll see a list here of the full range of them. These include abuse, neglect, violence, parents divorcing, substance misuse, mental illness. are all what contribute to what we know as the Minnesota Opportunity Gap. In the US, 61% of black children and 51% of Latinx children have experienced at least one ACE compared to 40% of white children. Let's talk about how poverty can alter a child's brain. In addition to having these ACEs and performing poorly in schools, Poverty actually affects your brain development. It has slower development of learning and coping with stress. It has 6% less brain surface area, abnormal structures of brain development, eight to 10% less volume of gray matter, and increased activity in the anxiety centers of the brain. Now here you'll see a picture of the healthy brain versus the abused brain. You'll notice that the red, areas are the most active part of the brain and the black areas are the least active. And sadly, the abused brain has much more black areas and the healthy brain has much more red areas. But this isn't my whole talk. Here's the good news. Music also has an impact on the brain. It reduces the stress levels of cortisol. It increases the dopamine, which is also known as the happy hormone. It alters the patterns of pain and disability. It reduces breathing and heart rates, can stimulate or calm the central nervous system that was potentially activated by the impact of poverty. It improves healing and increases the production of antibodies. It increases oxytocin, the trust molecule and the moral molecule, since it helps us bond and trust others, but music also helps these young people perform better in school. Students who participated in music performed 20% higher in math, 22% higher in English, 17% higher graduation rates. In addition to students doing better in school, they're also five times less likely to drop out if they participate in music. They're three times more likely to earn a bachelor's degree. They're also better at languages, sound discrimination, They have better SAT scores, they're less aggressive, decreased drug use, more cooperative, increased growth mindset, increased perseverance, increased critical thinking, and improved problem solving. So my proposition for tonight is what if we start teaching using these fundamentals, rhythm, rap, rhyme, movement, repetition, as an evolutionary brain This is how our brains remember information. This is why I started my talk with 50 Nifty because probably many of you remember that song even though you were 10 years old when you learned it and now you're not 10 years old anymore. But in addition, before we could read, this is how stories were passed down. This is how our brains are used to information. And then when we engage with movement and repetition, our bodies get involved. This is so much more effective than just reading or studying, or doing these things that also don't engage us. And this is how the brain encodes pitch, timing, and timbre. These are three ingredients of music, but they're also ingredients of speech. And most importantly, we're building this aural processing. This is why when you read, you want to use phonetics because you want to sound these things out. The visuals can happen later. And so you'll look at this diagram of this brain, and you'll note that the arrows are crossing over, and that's because music lights up multiple parts of the brain. I joke, the brain is lit. But the corpus callosum, the part that the left and the right brain cross over, that's also being utilized. And so these children who are struggling with poverty at home, who are struggling with ACEs, who are struggling with many challenges outside of academics, music can truly help them rebuild these neural pathways and in turn, help with aural recognition and processing. In fact, did you know that teachers can actually predict before kindergarten which students are gonna have a hard time reading? It's because they can't do this. They can't keep a steady beat. Research shows that after four years of music, students had faster neural responses to speech they had better impulse control, they were able to plan better, and they had better verbal intelligence. And this even includes older adults who hadn't picked up an instrument since their childhood. So even if these young people don't go on to be professional musicians, it's still having an impact on their brain. So in case you're not a neurologist or you just don't care about brain development, let me give you some more reasons of why this is so important. At the beginning, things like behavior infractions decrease because the young people are involved and engaged. Attendance and engagement increases. Then test scores increase, which we as school districts love. Grades increase. And then systemically, opportunity gaps decrease. The school to prison pipeline decreases. And over time, these intergenerational poverties that we see decrease And in turn, we have more successful families and thriving communities, and who doesn't want that? At the end of the day, more young people are living their full potential. So I'm gonna show you a 30-second video, and I want you to tell me what you notice. like me, you probably notice these students showed leadership. They showed cooperation. They did sound processing. It was kinesthetic with their hands. And most importantly, they were engaged. I know so many teachers right now struggling because their students turn off their cameras and they're just not engaged. They're zoomed out. They're tired. And I completely understand that. But if we use music and movement, we can engage our young people in their educational process. I want to look at what I consider the ideal of the education system in the world, and I don't think I'm alone in this, Finland. Finland scores off the charts with their tests. Most people want to go see them and see what is the secret to what they're doing. And I'm not going to claim that music is a panacea, because nothing is. But I am going to say that from daycare to 12 years old, music is mandatory nationwide two to four hours a week. It's learner-centered and it promotes the values of active experiences of singing, playing instruments, composing, improvising, listening, and observing. Many of those things you just saw in that video. And so I want to show you in conclusion what the impacts of music are. Impacts you can see academics, confidence, emotional regulation skills, social skills, engagement in learning. Because of these things, perhaps families are more engaged, and the young person has a sense of achievement, which they may not usually have in our traditional school model. But the impacts you can't see, and these are the things that to me matter so much more than a test score, are the neurological reframing of how your brain is built and your executive functioning skills. That's what keeps our young people doing positive things and not participating in negative risks like drugs or alcohol or teen pregnancies. So I wanna show you what this can look like. This is Comusication, the El Sistema-inspired nonprofit I founded whose mission is to amplify young voices in community and cultivate skills for success through collaboration, music, and opportunity. Now, you might not know this, but a lot of the young people you're about to see struggle socially, struggle academically, and many have ACEs. But watch what happens when we use music as a way to build community, foster a youth-centered environment, and put young people first.
2: So about the town No. Le-
1: Music isn't optional. It isn't optional. It is truly the key and reframing of music education is the key to closing the achievement gap and the opportunity gap for our kids now and for years to come. Thank you so much. I am happy to share any slides or the bibliography that gave you this information and I look forward to any questions. Please feel free to contact me and I hope you have a good evening.
0: Ed Talks is presented by Achieve Minneapolis in partnership with the Citizens League. Thanks to our generous sponsor, the Bush Foundation. For more information on Ed Talks or to watch Ed Talks videos or listen to audio podcasts, visit AchieveMPLS.org.